Hey everybody, welcome to the Successful Mind Podcast. This episode is a story about an entrepreneur that I met on a flight to San Diego that has just impacted me really deeply and I thought it might impact you as well. Give it a listen and let us know what you think. Successful people learn how to make their minds work for them. We are Life Is Now, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Hey, David, how's it going? It's going great. How's it going with you? It's going really well. Um, I had a really incredible experience. Um, that I want to talk about on the podcast today because I think it ties into kind of what we believe and um, it has a great, there's a great opportunity for teaching behind it. Lay it on that? Me. Yeah, lay All it on right. Me. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I flew to San Diego um, to be a part of a, a really cool group of business owners. Yep. Um, and the idea is that we get together and we share ideas and, and the whole purpose is that we all, we all help each other right? Based on our knowledge and experience and all the mistakes that we've made, we help each other not make those same mistakes and also um, provide connections and and referrals and and all that. It's a whole lot of fun with a lot of really, really good people. But interestingly enough, one of the most memorable parts of that experience for me was on my flight to San Diego. So um, I was on my flight. I I sat down. um, I was in first class love flying first class. I always meet really cool people in first class. Actually, we get business in first class. So another reason to sit um, in first class on an airplane. And you deserve to fly first class. Yes. And I deserve to fly first class. Um, And a guy sat down next to me. He had the window seat and I had the aisle seat. And generally when I get on a plane, um, I use that time to work. Like the whole team knows that when I'm on a plane, they're their teamwork task list kind of blows up because I'm totally focused and I'm knocking stuff out and I'm just super, super focused. I plug my, plug my headphones in, turn on my lo-fi music and away we go. Right. Mm-hmm. So I sat down, had just like a, you know, short, like, Hey, how you, know, are you going? Are you coming? Kind of a thing. And I learned that he was flying to San Diego with his 21 year old son to celebrate his birthday and yada, 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 whatever. I put my earbuds in and went to work and I was working. I had chat GPT pulled up. Um, I was creating some stuff for, for some launches that we have coming up and also um, working on my book coming out in May. And I, the, the flight attendant came around asking who wanted drinks. So I unplugged my headphones and he unplugged his headphones because he was, he was doing something on his computer too. And he kind of leaned over and he said, I hope you don't think I'm weird, but I looked over at your computer and I saw that you're using chat GPT. And I've heard about it, but I have no idea about it. So what do you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> so ChatGPT brought this conversation to me. And I started okay. talking about ChatGPT and how we're using it and, you know, how it's really helping us hone our message and increase productivity. And then we just started talking about AI in general, the, the really cool things and the kind of scary things about it. Um, and I just asked him questions because I'm not one for small talk. Like, I despise small talk. So I started asking a bunch of questions. I'm like, so you're, you're a business owner. And he said, yeah, I'm a business owner. And I've come to find out that he owns a power washing company in Grand Rapids. His name is Tim Collins. 
So if you're in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, here's a plug for you, Tim. If you're in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and need need your, your house power washed, please look up Tim Collins. Tim at, Collins. Shout out to Tim. Surface Renew is his business. And we had a great conversation. Um, he was telling me about a coaching program that he's in and like all the frameworks that he's got and why he started his business. He's, he's about, he's in his late thirties um, and doing, doing great, like doing really well, but he's, okay. there's other things that he wants to do. He really likes mindset and coaching and at some point might possibly want to go that route, but he feels like he's got some more things to learn in his business. Um, and he's doing, he's doing really well. And we talked about, I mean, of course I'm digging. I'm like, so, you know, you're doing gutter washing because I know that we get our gutters washed and every time we get our gutters washed, they upsell us the next thing. And he's like, no, I haven't done gutter washing. Maybe I should. So we have this like great business conversation. Um, and then it got kind of like, we took it a little bit, a little bit deeper. And I was like, so, you know, why, like, what's that, what's next for you? And he said, well, actually about 18, about 18 months ago, I think it was 18 months. He said, my business pretty much burned to the ground. And I, I took that as, oh, he got to the point like most business owners got and just wanted to fire everybody and start over from scratch, right? Like, But that's not what it was? I've heard so many business owners say, I just want to burn my business to the ground and start <laughs> over. And yeah. I was like, oh, are you having issues hiring? Like, is that part of it? And he's like, oh, no. He's like, I've never had issues with hiring. He's like, in fact, you know, the guys on my, on my team kind of recruit for me. He's like, that's never been an issue for me. And I was like, Whoa, because everybody I know in the service-based industry is having a really hard time finding good help. And this is power washing, right? Right. This is like dirty, like heavy, like not super fun work. And he said, I said, so is that, was that like part of the problem? And he said, no, my business actually burned to the ground. And he took out his phone and he showed me a picture of, of his building and it was literally gone. Like, like on fire ground? His building or? was gone. It burned to the ground with everything right. in it. So the, the dwelling and all of the equipment inside, save one truck that was parked off site, everything else gone. And I was just like. It was a frustrating day. I was like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. And he's like, yeah. And what we found out after the fire is that we had inadequate insurance. <laughs> the insurance only covered the dwelling. It didn't cover all the equipment inside. So his loss was 300000 but insurance only covered like 70000 of this. And Tim, I know I don't, I'm not having the exact numbers, but I think that's close. Because he told me he would start listening to the podcast, so I'm assuming he's Oh, listening. cool. Hi, Tim. I'm um, David. <laughs> um, and he was, he was gutted. He was like, this is it. Um, I can't, I can't recover from this. Like, I can't, I don't have the funds. I don't, I can't. I can't rebuild. I'm going to have to go and do and do something else. And he was really honest and said that before that he was feeling really frustrated with the business. He was feeling really trapped. Um, but when this actually happened, he just, he was, he was gutted. And he said, and I, I'm like, well, what, like, what, what happened? Like, what did you do? And he said that I'm going to get emotional because it was just like, I, I was a wreck listening to the story, like trying to not cry in front of this perfect stranger sitting next to me on a plane. He said, the next morning, my entire team showed up on my front door and they all had a plan of how we could keep going. They had contacted my competitors. They had asked to borrow equipment. They had brought their own cars or their friends' cars and had put equipment in the back seat of like sedans to go and to do jobs. They had 
they had just like picked everything up and decided that we weren't going to go under. And I was just like, holy crap, how many people would have had a team like that that would have that would have done that, that would have rallied to the cause, right? Most people would have already been started looking for a new job. Yeah. Um, and then he said, and the crazy thing is, is that was our highest revenue month to date. The, date that they, the, the month that they had the fire and lost so much was their highest month in revenue and they haven't looked back since then. And he's completely rebuilt. That's fantastic. So there's like this, there was this moment where he could have lost everything and had to start either start over from scratch or go back and like get a job, right? Mm-hmm. But his team rallied. And so I started talking to him like, okay, so this, like, this is the stuff that I teach. Like, this is stuff that I'm super passionate about, why you should hire eight players and why it's important to build culture and why it's important to appreciate your team. And I said, you've got to share with me, like, how did you, how did you, how did you find such amazing people? And he's like, you know, I invest in my, in my team. Yes, they're power washers, but they're really well-paid power washers. He's like, when we hit a goal, we all celebrate. I take all the guys fishing with me. I rent out a house with a pool and invite them and their family over to, to swim with their kids. He's like, I'm always looking at how I can appreciate them and reward them for helping me hit the goal. He's like, we're not, we're not individual members of a team. We're all, like, we're all in this together. And he's like, if I win, they win. That's how it works for me. And I said, well, do you do profit sharing or anything like that? He's like, no, we're not that, we're not that advanced. But I do pay top of scale. And they stay. He's like, I, I go out with, I go out to dinner with them. I, I hang out with them. I talk to them. I know their families. They know my family. Um, and, and I said, well, I mean, you're doing like, I don't know if you know that this, but you're doing all of the things right. You're creating psychological safety. You're, you're building, you're clear on what your culture is. You're appreciating your, your A players. You're compensating them for the work that you're doing. Like that's, that's all the right things to do to build a high achieving team. Yeah, for sure. And he said, you know, the interesting thing about this is he's like, for years I had business coaches tell me to stop doing that, that I was spending too much money appreciating my team and spending too much money on their salaries. Seriously? And it was business coaches telling him to stop doing that. And it was because it was digging into his profit. So it was affecting (laughs) his profit margin. And I'm like, I'm so glad you didn't listen. I'm so glad you didn't listen. He's like, yeah, so am I. I'm really glad I didn't listen. Wow. And now he's looking, now he's at the point where he's looking at opening up additional locations. So he's in a point, a point of expansion. Um, he's added Christmas tree light hanging to his service because of our conversation. Hopefully he's going to add duct, uh, duct, duct, cleaning? duct? duct like cleaning? the eaves, eaves, the eaves. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Are they ducts? Yeah, the eaves. Yeah. We yeah. always have those cleaning. cleaning, like yeah, the eaves. four times a yeah. year or whatever. Talked to him about getting stuff on recurring so that he goes and power washes on contract like once or twice a year, depending on, you know, what needs power washed. So we had a really great conversation, but I was just reminded of how important it is to build a team and how this is really a case of you reap what you sow, is it not? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I was thinking to myself, what is it that this guy did that drew all of this goodness and kindness and everything back to him. Like he needs to, he's obviously got to be that way at a soul level because if he was a jerk, they never would have done that. People would have run and scattered. 
um, his clients would have run and scattered. You know, people, people use other people's downfalls as opportunities if they need an excuse to get out. Right. And, and that's not what you're saying. That's totally, it's totally different. So he must've been, well, not must've been, you said he, he was putting good out. It's the law of reciprocity. Whatever you put out comes back, right? Whatever you psychologically put out comes back. And if you do it on the flip side, if you psychologically put out things that are not good, it will come back at you. So what's one of the things that's fascinating about that law is that it doesn't always come back from the person that you gave it to. And that seems to be obvious in, uh, in, the, in Tim's story here, right? He, people that, I mean, he must, you, you don't fake that kind of generosity. No. Right? <laughs> no. Is that fair to no. say? You don't yeah, fake that kind of generosity, right? You yeah, either are that kind of generous or you're, or you're, or you're not. So that means that um, when, you are, when you are doing that, you're setting yourself up for good to come back to you in every way possible. Now, the thing is, is that even though he did have a tragedy, it could be looked at very differently. Like I'm sitting there listening and I'm thinking, okay, he needed, here's a way that actually showed him how to move forward bigger and better than what he was doing. But, but I mean, let's face it, we probably wouldn't tear our business down in order to do it. Right. Right. That's not something that we would think about doing. So yeah. subconsciously, we put the things in, in place and then we tear something down and then we, we rebuild from that space. And that sounds like what this gentleman um, has actually done. I mean, kudos to him. Great job, Tim. That's a, that is a beautiful story. I mean, that's a, that's a book. That's a book for him. It is a book. Hey, did you tell him it was a book? <laughs> no, I told him I wanted to put it in my book. You I'm like, hey, can I tell book? your story on our podcast? And maybe even like, would you come in and let us interview you sometime? Cause Absolutely. It was such Love a great. I mean, and it was, you know, it was a quick conversation because it happened kind of at the end of our flight before we got to that point. He doesn't, he doesn't lead with that, right? He's like, I don't, I don't usually talk about that because, you know, I don't like drawing attention to myself. I mean, he's, he's a Western, you know what I mean? He's like, it's not something that he's, he wants to go and say, oh, look at me. I'm such a good business owner that these guys did this for me. It was more about just, you know, I was at a crossroad. I was at a crossroads. And instead of going this way, because of, this group of guys and their families, I went this way. Yeah. Are you feeling stuck in your business and unsure of how to move forward? Are you tired of trying to figure things out on your own? We are Life Is Now Inc. and we understand the struggles of running a business. That's why we've created the Business Growth Accelerator, a two-day small group workshop that includes direct one-on-one -on -one coaching from myself and David Nagel. With our personalized guidance, you'll receive tailored solutions to your unique business problems. You'll learn how to identify hidden opportunities in your business, create an implementation strategy, and overcome your specific challenges. Plus, you'll walk away with the clarity, knowledge, plan, tools, and confidence to grow your business. Don't waste any more time trying to figure things out on your own. Sign up for the Business Growth Accelerator today and receive the personalized guidance you need to take your business to the next level. For more info, go to lifeisnowinc.com forward slash growth. And again, for more info, go to lifeisnowinc.com forward slash growth. And now back to the show. All right. 
You know, you know something, I mean, it's, it's really heartwarming in a lot of ways. And because you and I both came from a background that was very non-appreciative of the work and the dedication and the loyalty that we put into the things that we were doing when we were working for other people. And that was, it was also a mindset um, that was very prevalent, you know, just in, in the working industry uh, in and of itself, kind of like what you were saying here that he had people telling him not to do those things. I mean, your business is your people. That's right. Right. It's not, it's not your building. It's not your service. It's your people. It is absolutely your people. So if you're not, if you're not taking care of them, they're not taking care of you. Right. It, it's the law of reciprocity. A hundred percent. A hundred percent the law of reciprocity. And I don't know, did he say where he, where he got that from? Like, where did he cultivate this mindset? Is, is that just who he is? That's just who he is. That's who he is. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's just who he is. And, yeah. you know, and, and he, he's got a lot of young people on his team because there's not a lot of, you know, 40-some guys that want to, power wash all day long. It's not easy work. It's not clean work. I know. Right. Brandon and I had this brilliant idea to buy a power washer and try to clean our deck ourselves. And it ended up with like, I had, <laughs> it was not good. So we don't do that anymore. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. No, not at all. I we, get to wear my tool belt sometimes we, though. When we, I yeah. Hire, the house. You like that? We hire, yeah. we hire uh, people to power wash for us. Well, and I'm glad you recommended he do the he do the, you know, the follow-up because that's what got us into like, it. We Man. haven't come out four times, four times a year, every season. Yeah. Okay. And shit's falling out of the sky all the time in yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Leaves and stuff. Well, you guys well, live like, in the woods too. Yeah, yeah it's I know. It, we right? live under we tons do. of pine trees. It was funny because while I just totally geeked out on, on chat GPT and, and wrote his entire like follow-up sequence when he goes and gives estimates and the emails that he sends, it was so fun. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was fun. We, we did business while we were, while we were in first class on the, on the plane. And I feel like I made a really great connection. Um, he's had an impact on, on my life. And I just thought it was such a great example of the right things to do with the team, right? Everyone's it's, it's like, it's also, you know, giving, knowing that at some point it's going to come back to you. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to break this down into the things that, that I think he did based on our conversation and Do keep it. in mind that this was not like a three hour conversation about this. It was, you know, first he pays top of scale. So he, he understands that as he, when he, when he grows, they need to grow as well. Okay. Um, retention is really tough in the service industry, the service-based industry when it comes to home improvement, when you look at um, any kind of home, home remediation, home remodeling, it's, Right now, I'm hearing from all of our clients and from people in other groups that retention's hard. Yeah. Um, to find good people that are going to actually take pride in their work and and you know and do a good job. So he pays he pays top of top of scale for that. He sets goals and shares them with his team. So many times, business owners set goals in their head or have a vision in their head, but they don't ever share it with the team. So the team never knows how they can be a part of that. And then when that goal is hit, he celebrates with them. He appreciates them. And he does it in big ways. You know, he's got a whole team of guys. So he, you know, takes them on a fishing charter. Or he, you know, like I said, I think he said he like rented out a house and had everybody over for a barbecue with, you know, beers and barbecue and the pool and they could bring their families. I think he mentioned he takes them bowling, like fun things where 
their expenses are covered. And it also provides an opportunity to, again, develop that psychological safety, which is you're safe here. Yeah. Like we see you, we value you as a human being. We know that you're a person because we value you. The people who are important to you are important to us. So we're including them in, in the celebration um, and just really building that, that psychological safety in terms of team community within a team. Um, I mean, just, just those and, and culture, right? You know, he's a direct reflection of his culture and his values. He does right by the clients. He's got standardized pricing that doesn't change based on neighborhood like it does around here, right? Because right. I said to him, I'm like, you know what sucks around here is if you live in a, in a you know, more wealthy neighborhood, your price to get some of your stuff fixed or cleaned or whatever is higher yes, it is. <laughs> per square foot than if you're in a, in a neighborhood, you know, that's not. And he's like, yeah, we don't believe in that. He's like, we believe, we believe in the value of our service, not in how much we can get from you with right. wherever we go. So he's also, he, he also has a high level of integrity in everything that he does. So that's being reflected in the people that he's, he's attracting in the repeat business that he, that he gets, right? Like yeah. he's, he's thinking about his, like his biggest concern was how many emails, how many follow-up emails is too many follow-up emails. Cause he doesn't want to, he didn't want to like, you know, turn off any potential clients. And I was like, there's no such thing as too many follow-up emails, like make it fun. Yeah. Create something that that people will want to read, you know, make sure you've got it set up in the right cadence. So we t I talked him through like how many days out to send the, his follow up emails and all that. But he 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 really is genuinely thinking about other people the entire time. He's thinking yeah. about what's best for his clients and he's thinking about what's best for his guys, his team. You know, th I'm, ma I'm making notes while you're while you're talking stuff. And one of the things that I think is really extraordinary about this. I'm going to tell you a story that you probably don't even know. Um, in doing that, he's contributing to the dream of those, those people that work for yes. him, right? They may yeah. not work for him forever. No, yeah. But those people are getting an experience of how to be treated and how to be treated uh, by other people. In the, in the late 80s, I, had a brief, I, uh, I worked for a company called Town Air Freight out of South Bend, Indiana for a short period of time, and I drove trucks for them. And every year... Uh, they would do a big Christmas party and they would bring everybody in from all the different uh, locales that they had to South Bend. You come with your wife, your husband, whatever. And it was a, it was a big party. It was a dinner, a celebration. It was black tie. And they had a, one of those, uh, those giant, uh, they, so they had a towed air freight truck carved out of ice. I'll never forget this. Whoa. This is the first time I had ever been to anything like this. And I was thinking there, I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, this is really amazing. I felt appreciated and it, and something clicked in my mind. Like I want to be able to do that. If I was ever to start a company, I want to be able to do something like that because it really felt like he treated and cared and was giving back. And again, for me, even though I hadn't had a lot of experience then because I was, I was a young man, it was, it went against what I had been taught, what I heard when I picked up, you know, as a kid about how companies treat other people. I had all these weird little things that happened where people were treated. I saw people treated, being treated differently than the way that I was told. And that's what, you know, I mean, he's giving gifts here. He's passing that law of reciprocity oh, yes. on that. He may never even know how it impacts people now, even maybe a couple generations from now. It, it's, it's very heartwarming to hear this. Yeah. I felt that way. I just, I mean, 
I, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. And it was weeks ago. Like this is, and I talked about it in our CEO solutions group yeah. um, last week or whenever we met. And I'm like, guys, if something happened to your business, would your team show up on your front door with a plan of how to move forward when you're feeling like you want to dig yourself a hole and bury yourself in, in the ground? Like, would your team react that way? And if the answer is no, then you really got to ask yourself why. And you got to really look at, do you have the right people on your bus? Yeah. And are you being the right person? Yes. Where people want to be on your bus. Yeah. It starts with you. In his case, he's a leader worth following. Yeah. That's Absolutely. half the battle. Like people want to have a business, but they're not a leader worth following. They don't keep their word. They're not honest about things. They don't share their vision. They like, I mean, it's basically that people show up and check items off a list and then go home at night. Right. right. Um, but I thought the, those three key points were really important. Like make sure you've got, make sure you know who you are and what your company culture is. Make sure you're paying at the top of your scale and you're treating your, your, your guys well. Um, make sure you're appreciating them. I will say this until the day I die. Most people will work for appreciation even more than they'll work for money. No question. Because they just want to know that they matter and that they're making a difference somewhere and that someone's noticing it. Yep. Right? Like, and, and it's more than a thank you. It's, I'm going to actually show you how much I appreciate you by investing this in you and creating experiences that I know are important to you or giving you an extra day off every once in a while or celebrating, you know, every week as a team. Like we celebrate our wins every, every week as a team. Um, but I, it was, it just served as a reminder to me. So I wanted to, I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I think it's a great story. It's fantastic. And a new, you have a new friend and you know, who knows where that goes, right? Yeah. He was great. That's wonderful stuff. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the successful mind podcast. If you have any stories about things that have happened to business owners where their teams pulled through for them and solved problems for them when they were at their worst, we would love to hear those stories. Go ahead and comment below or send us an email directly. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. If you like what you've heard and you want to know more, go to lifeisnowinc.com.